Being freely and broadly yourself is a human right that all of us should have. Being openly queer at workplace is not always easy, and in too many countries it's still even illegal. While many of us are lucky enough to have our work support and encourage us to be our authentic selves, we still have a long way to go in bringing awareness, visibility, and freedom to the members of LGBTQIA community. Jump into Working with Pride, a podcast series that explores LGBTQIA topics in the workplace. Each episode includes a guest from the community, an ally, or an individual who works in the field of human rights. I'm your host, Jerry Virta, Content Operations Specialist at Folion. And honey, I'm as gay as it gets. Join me in the mission of spreading pride all year round. Hey there, and welcome to the new episode of Working with Pride podcast. And happy fall, everyone. It is officially time to jump into your favorite sweater and enjoy the cozy evenings in. In this episode, we're not going to talk about that, though. We'll be talking about LGBTQIA plus visibility. It's one of the reasons I put this podcast together in the first place, and it is the main topic for today's episode. I'm joined by Jim Lurion. Jim is a content marketer at Recruity here in Amsterdam, and he's a big advocate of trans visibility. Welcome, Jim. Super excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, uh, Jerry, on the on the podcast. I'm very excited about that. Um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm Jim. Uh, I'm uh, I'm French. I'm coming from Brittany, and uh, yeah, I'm basically working for Recruity. So, Recruity is like very quickly, it's like an African tracking system. So, we basically make the life of a recruiter and hiring manager. Uh, better and easier uh and yeah among other things i'm like really passionate about like activism uh and lgbt uh lgbt rights uh in the workplace and in life in general so yeah thank you so much for uh, for having me on the podcast of course very excited to have this chat with you um yeah you mentioned that you're very active in the in the um yeah big advocate in the lgbtqia plus uh, space um, why is it important to you that we have authentic representation, not only in the media, but also in schools and workplaces when it comes to LGBTQIA+. Uh, well, I think it's really important in, uh, you know, in general to recognize like the different gender identities and sexual orientation and to be open about them simply because, uh, yeah, people are just people, right? Like we're all humans and I think we have to respect each other as humans. Um, yeah, it's also very important to like create like a safe space for people to be in. Uh, I think, yeah, like this year, basically we had, uh, as a pretty, a pride campaign, which was made actually by, uh, queer people in the, in the company. So that was, uh, really nice. And, uh, yeah, it was about like being yourself at home, at work and in the streets. Uh, it's, you know, we basically spend, uh, a lot of our lives in the workplace. <laughs> So it's really important to be, you know, as visible as possible and as yourself uh, as possible in that place. Um, well, basically, why is it important? Because, like, uh, LGBT people, like, face uh, horrible, you know, like, they face, like, different problems each day. Uh, so, for example, we can go uh, with, like, insecurities in the streets. So we can go from, like, you know, uh, catcalling or, like, you know, uh, harassing, like, word harassing to basically being killed uh, uh, in the streets. Like when I was younger, I had to uh, run for my life several times in Paris. Uh, so yeah, this is like one of the things, one of the, uh, reality, uh, the realities for, for, uh, for people. 
you also have um, the, the problem of not being able to be yourself at home uh, or at school, and even if you're in your workplace, uh, or being scared of being uh, uh, alienated uh, or fired. Uh, so it's basically a no-brainer that it's going to, you know, impact people, uh, first people's mental health and physical health, and therefore their performance in life in general. So it's it's why it's super important. And it's uh, of course we as part of the company, uh, uh, as part of the community, we are usually the ones that are very loud about it. We're the ones kind of pushing these initiatives. Um, but of course, it, we also need other people to do that for us. Um, what does good allyship look to you? Uh, I think uh, good allyship is uh, a good one. I think, uh, well, first of all, someone who is going to be uh, eager to like research uh, continuously on uh, the topic. So can be all the things, of course, but like on, in this case, like about LGBT people, about L LGBT rights, uh, the inequalities that uh, are, um, you know, uh, still in the world right now. Um, I would say uh, someone or an entity, company, for example, who is uh, standing by your side uh, no matter what and uh, publicly uh, voice their support for your community. Uh, it may be in good times, but also may be in bad times, which means uh, it can be easy to do it, uh, let's say, in the Netherlands, but uh, it's also very important to do it when you know, things go south, basically. Uh, like, for example, what's going on uh, right now in several uh, governments and to be, uh, you know, to stand uh, with you no matter what. And lastly, I would say that uh, it's someone who acknowledges um, their privilege. Uh, so, for example, if you are straight, you do have privileges over um, gay, lesbian, bisexual people, transgender people, uh, yeah, gender fluid, you name it. Um yeah, simply like because of rights or because of like society and your chances in life in general. Um, and I, you wrote an article about um, hiring. Um, how is it, how company can be more trans-friendly when, when they're hiring people. Um, do you have other like very actionable steps that uh, companies can do to become more LGBTQIA plus friendly workplaces? Uh, yes, uh, I think the, I think I said that in the article, but I'm going to say it again. Like really, like train uh, your people from top to bottom of your uh, work hierarchy, basically. Uh, can be like through workshops, through like you know, just like you know, even like coffee machine talk. Like it can be as simple, but it's very important to first talk to your CEO, uh, your executive uh, uh, team, basically, so that the you know it can come, um, yeah, it can come naturally, and you know. We're still in that very hierarchical mindset, uh, so you'll have more chance, basically, for your whole company to respect uh, LGBTQ identities. If um, you know, if your uh, if your uh, CEO uh, is like you know all up for it, basically, if uh, your CEO like supports you all the way, um, I would say like a committee is really important. Uh, it really like you know drives change and like really has like a sort of macro. Um, eyesight over what's going on in your company, uh, but it also gives the space for uh, queer people and their allies to educate and also uh, celebrate their identity in your company. Uh, so that's already really nice and it's creating like a sense of belonging. Um, yeah, I would say like never be like, you know, satisfied with what uh, you do already. 
um, because everything is going to, you know, um, yeah, I think it's really important to like go always like the extra mile uh, to do always like, you know, better because, you know, what is the beauty of the LGBT community is that we're talking about sociology, right, also. And, um, and sociology always evolves. Uh, so nowadays you have a lot, uh, I mean, it's not new, but we're talking about it now. But, you know, you have all the beyond the binary, basically. And uh, this is something that was not talk, uh, talked about before. So this is a big example that, you know, we should not, you know, be content with what we do, but always go um, beyond. Um, otherwise, I would say, um, yeah, you know, uh, it can be as simple as like, making sure that you have like gender, uh, you know, like gender neutral toilets as well for the people who don't identify, uh, you know, as male or female, um, having pads uh, in all the toilets uh, for the transgender guys uh, and non-binary folks. Um, and those things are not really like, you know, um, I don't know, it doesn't come like this. Uh, sometimes you even have to have like, you know, people who are directly concerned to think about those things. And that's where my last uh, point would come is like to proactively hire uh, LGBT people. Um, I'm not saying, you know, but doing like positive discrimination, but like really encouraging people to um, apply to your company uh, because simply because like those people like face more discrimination than, uh, than others. And it's really important to have them on board. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I uh, feel like also you mentioned this earlier as well, but like, I, I feel like we are, you know, like at this point, we are very like privileged. We are, we have working in companies that really encourage us to, to, to do these things and really talk about these, these matters. And, and I feel like at least I'm assuming that we can both be very openly ourselves at work. Yeah. Um, but what about, uh, what would you say to a person based on your own experiences who, uh, who is struggling with this being like, maybe, maybe they're not out or they, they don't feel safe to be out. They don't feel comfortable being them, them authentic selves. What would you, what is your advice there for this, uh, this person? I think, um, yeah, I, I think being out is already a, uh, a journey of yourself. Like, uh, even if you work in a in a very like open company, uh, it's going to take time for yourself maybe to be out. Uh, so I would say, I think being your authentic self, no matter if you are LGBT or what, it's super scary um, because it puts you into a position of like vulnerability. I think, and um, but it's even harder for queer people because of course we had like uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, past history of trauma and like, we've always been told like you know that uh, it was bad all these kind of things which is yeah which is which is you know like to say that it's terrible um but i would say to them like take your time and go at your own pace um but and also take the leap to be yourself when you feel safe 100 percent to do so um don't be forced to come out um but I would also say that, I mean, of course it depends where they are, but um, generally uh, I think the people uh, will be there for them. And uh, I think the LGBT uh, community will anyway be there for them. And they're going to have a lot of love and support in the end. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's only about you and it's no one else's business when and how you want to come out. 
It's important to remember for not only us as LGBTQIA+, but also everyone around us as well. Um, what is your, like, I know that summer is over and the bright, bright month is gone, but I obviously, the reason why this podcast, podcast is happening as well is to keep the bright conversation going. Um, what does bright mean to you personally? I agree that sadly the, uh, <laughs> the party is over, but uh, as we say, Pride is um, 365 days uh, a year. I hope I'm good with the days. I think you did it right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's every day basically. But what I would say is, um, yeah, for me, like Pride is like, it's the act of like embracing who you are and uh, yeah, maybe your gender and your sexuality, but also other things like nowadays we're also like hearing things like, I'm very happy working that, but you know, also about the Black Pride, etc. So it's starting to, you know, like uh, diversify it, and like it's really the act of being part of your identity. I think that's it. Um, it's also the celebration of uh, acquired uh, rights throughout the countries, um, because and 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 also the uh, remembrance of uh, those who fought uh, for those rights. Um, and last but not least, I would say that it's uh, yeah the activism of uh, to reach uh, equality. Uh, of rights and uh, social perceptions, so how we're seen by other people, uh, and also like equality of chances. Uh, yeah, to me, that's fine. And party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so super important to, to keep it, keep it going uh, throughout the year, as you said, 365 yeah. days um, a year. Um, yeah. But, and then what about like that? What's your, what's your favorite part of being um, part of the LGBTQIA plus communities. What is what is the the best thing about it for you? Um, yeah, I think it's the beauty of people. I'm not talking about the physical beauty, although we know how to uh, you know pull a look uh, as you were saying. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not talking about like physical beauty. I'm talking about like the. Um, I noticed uh, that a lot. I think in all the queer people I know, I know a lot. Uh, <laughs> there is like this light in their eye that says, you know, I've been through a lot, but I'm I'm there and, and you know, I won't, you know, I'm here, I'm queer, I won't disappear. And I feel like this slogan, you see it in like the, the, the charisma sometimes and even just the light of, of people's eyes, you know, and um, yeah. And, and I, what I like is also like the... Uh, the solidarity, and I know it's not uh, everyone that thinks that way, but on my side, I think it's the solidarity beyond borders. You know, we have um, a flag, we have a lot of flags, but we have one flag, the main flag. And this flag doesn't care about the borders. Uh, this flag is like used by everyone, whatever the country is. Um, and I think it's really beautiful because we transcend borders, basically. It's like we're everywhere. And uh, at least a lot of people in the community, uh, yeah, care about each other, no matter where you are from. And uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, like I have like a, a community here in Amsterdam of uh, queer expats, and uh, it's like more than two hundred people. Um, and yeah, my my best friend and her friend uh, this summer got attacked by their Uber driver, uh, and um, yeah, one of them almost. Uh, got left for almost dead basically uh and well thank god she's uh she's recovered now but uh, she has like long life 
uh, trauma, basically, physical trauma and mental. Um, so we basically, or uh, we basically organized a protest in three days uh, in Amsterdam, and more than 300 people showed up. At least uh, people shared it. Uh, you know, known queer personalities shared it. It even went until the government. Um, it was huge, and simply because of queer solidarity, also straight people joined, and I was very happy about that. Um, showing good allyship again, as we said. Uh, but I think the power of this community is just amazing. So this is my uh, my uh, favorite thing, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, and I and I like that you mentioned that word power because like that to me is also like earlier when you talk about the the look in their eyes. Like I feel like also the, the certain strengths that uh that um that we all kind of carry because we've usually been through a lot i think that's that's also one of the one of the things that really bonds us together and i, I really um really enjoy that personally as well um do you have any any last words before we wrap up to our listeners uh well thank you for being there because it means you care <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's true like i mean um i'm very very happy about um you know seeing how uh how things are changing even though in a lot of uh, countries it's starting to be a little bit scary uh but i feel uh in general that people are like starting to really know more about uh the lgbt community and know more about their struggle and you know what we say, like, it's like a very, very loud minority of people that might not be, you know, uh, very open-minded, but I think, I really, really believe that people are, like, uh, generally very uh, open and uh, willing to listen, willing to learn, and just, just you know, um, think that we should be citizens as everyone, and that we are amazing co-workers, and, um, yeah, so I'm very hopeful for the future, so thank you. That's, that's good to hear. Um, nicely put. Um, well, thank you so much for being here, Tim, today. Um, it's been a very nice chat with you. And uh, if, if the listeners want to, to check you out, uh, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on, uh, on LinkedIn uh, at uh, Jim de Rion. <laughs> uh, might want to like write it down because it's French last name. Um, but uh, but yeah, they can find me there if uh, if they want. They can also like read uh, read some articles uh, that I write for uh, for Rookie of course, as a content marketer. And uh, yeah, see you around. Basically, <laughs> we can uh, we can chat whenever. Thank you, Jim, for being here with me today, and thank you everyone for tuning in. If you liked it, make sure to subscribe give the episode a share and follow us on Folion's social media channels. Until next time.